0: Hi, this is Neta Laudana from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. All right! You
1: are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with
2: Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No somebody me lee gerstman why aren't i on that thing i want recognition
3: is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the
0: ceremony is about to begin
3: All right, welcome to another
4: edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have a a guest. Uh, Who do we have,
2: Lee? We have Charles Trainer. Hi, Charles. How are you doing? I'm
5: doing pretty good, fellas. I'm actually on location, my hometown area, first time in years, and catching up people from after 30 years, so it's been a pretty nice time so far.
4: That sounds cool. You were up at 3 in the morning last night texting me and I go, this dude's up right now, fuck. Yeah, it was
2: pretty good. Pretty good. i you people who you are willing to talk to from that time period. I might not be able to say the same thing, but yeah. I'm glad you do.
5: We were very fortunate. It's
2: a very small community, so. Yeah. Yeah, and not
5: nice Amish. When I'm we're not nice. Amish,
2: either, All the so. around.
4: So we were supposed to have a guest today in uh, uh, Roxanne Paris from the band Late Night Trouble, but uh, she had uh, something came up with her, so we're gonna do that next week. So we had a al- whole album planned with her, and we had to switch it up. I gave Lee two choices. I said Sammy Hagar, VOA, or Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, because uh, we lost Meatloaf yesterday pretty sad, yeah. and first Lee picked VOA, and I said, shit, I gotta get Charles on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. and then he changed his mind, and then I said, okay, we're doing Meatloaf well, now. And I said, but we will bring we you on meat. the VOA episode. I wanted
2: to do Meatloaf, and I thought, well, you know, why not? Because he was born on my birthday.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll, we will do doing VOA for all you Hagar haters out there, and I will have a hater on to balance it out, but I don't know if Lee will hate anything because he's a wild card so i might be two against one it might be one and a half against one might be... i don't even
2: really know that out much oh. So i think
4: I
5: it's gonna be well definitively one for sure and but i
4: don't we'll <laughs> see with lee he can surprise you yeah lee could surprise us man he does it all yeah. the time man but um <laughs> so uh i usually don't ask this question man but this is meatloaf, And so how did you first hear of Meat Loaf, Charles? Ironically,
5: I tend to, I guess, you know, you're in a nostalgic, or I am in a nostalgic set of mind. And I literally remember it first as an A track in my mom's Monte Carlo. And we would listen to that at times. We also had it on vinyl in the house i I will say this is Meatloaf is not somebody that I like listen to a lot lot, but there's definitely songs on this album that will i mean will lighten up your heart I believe, and especially with what happened, it's so you know crucial i think to say something about it and uh that's pretty much it. I just remember riding around in the seventies in knee car seats, stuff like that, jamming some of the songs on an eight track in a Monte Carlo
4: yeah i just hmm. i just re- i first saw meatloaf on mtv playing paradise by the dashboard light like, all the time and i go oh this guy's this guy's pretty good but i never bought his album until i got it on vinyl uh and yeah. i didn't really care for the 90s stuff he did but after listening hmm. to this album i want to go recheck out bad out of hell 2 and just see what it is you know and bad out of hell three hmm. you know check them out because I might change my mind because as you get older you get you become more of a pussy you know you start i'm just joking <laughs> you start listening know. you start listening to more chicago and freaking soft rock. james oh. taylor no i'm just joking
2: <laughs> i wish that were true i would want to do a james taylor album and not have you go yuck right away okay. i
5: would love that but a jackson brown don't ever ask me to do that
2: why his voice like is Jackson like Brown. a flight as a pla- pancake. It's like he's only singing one note. I love right.
4: Jackson Brown, man. Do
2: not enjoy his
5: music at all.
4: Fuck you, other. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just a fairly joking. decent
5: songwriter, I guess. Let me give you the give it back to you. He's a fairly decent songwriter, but I just
4: don't like him. I would. Uh-huh. I mean, so you know, Lee, be You know, Lee James Taylor. Yeah, it's just that. It- he makes me want to go to sleep. It has nothing- his voice is really good, but the music is just like, eh, I'm tired,
2: can't go to sleep now. I guess if someone came to your house and wanted to loot the place, they could knock on your door and just start singing, I see fire and I see rain, and then when you fall asleep, when you wake up, your house is empty.
4: Well, if they did the Badlands version, I'd be awake rocking.
2: That's why I'm saying if they did the James Taylor version. Oh, God, no. And uh, then if they left your toothbrush, then they'd have to come back again and sing um, Carolina on My Mind. And then then you'll fall asleep and then you'll wake up and you won't have any more toothbrush.
4: I just want to shout out to the people who don't know Meatloaf. only for his solo stuff. He played a lot with Ted Nugent check out the free for free for yeah. all album, which he sang four songs on and, uh, be one of my tracks of the week with him on there. But, uh, Ted is awesome. I bet some liberals are like going, Oh fuck. He's on a Ted album. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Oh
4: uh, man. I know who cares, but, uh, Let's get into this album, shall we? Uh, this is 1977 debut album by American rock singer Meatloaf and composer Jim Steinman. Jim Steinman. It was this developed from a musical Neverland, a futuristic version of rock version of Peter Pan, which Steinman wrote for a workshop in 1974. The album was recorded in 75, 76 at various studios, including Bearsville Studios, Woodstock, New York, produced by Todd Rundgren, and released in October 1977. This was released right after my 7th birthday, because I turned 7 in October 9th,
0: Mm. uh,
4: by Cleveland International Epic Records. Its musical style is influenced by Simon's appreciation of... Richard Wagner, Phil Spector, Bruce Springsteen, and the Who Ooh, Bruce Springsteen, that makes sense. We'll get to that later. Mm. Bad Out of Hell has spawned two Meatloaf sequels albums Bad Outta Hell 2, Back to Into Hell, and Bad Out of Hell 3, The Monster Is Loose. Bad Out of the Hell is one of the best selling albums of all time, having sold over 43 million copies worldwide. It's certified 14 times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, and is the best selling album in Australia. <laughs> so and then in the uk second longest chart run by a studio album rolling stone ranked it at 343 of the 500 greatest albums of all time rolling stone sucks anyway so like i think this should be a little higher but um uh, let's get into this album uh let me get to the track listing here and we get to the title track "Bad out of hell which uh charles picked so here's "Bad out of hell on the freeform rock podcast
1: down you know, I want to be down, dancing through the night with you. Well, if I got up and down, you know, I want to be down. Got up and down, you know, I want to be down. Got up and down, you know, I want to be down. You go, there's always gonna be some light But I gotta get out, I gotta break it out now Before the final crack of the dawn So we gotta make the most of our one night together When it's over, you know, we'll both be so alone Fall oh.
4: the title track Bad out of hell why'd you pick this song charles
5: well i'm a big fan of uh strong openers and i think this really sets the tone for the whole album great um just a really good rocking tune get you out there i love it i think it's an awesome song and uh, written by jim steinman which didn't he later on try to work with def leopard yeah
4: on on hysteria yeah yeah that didn't go we'll too well
5: that. okay yeah someday didn't work out i mean i'm most impressed on this album with with the songwriting period and like i said you pop that a track in as far as up to them them old school speakers maybe or maybe not you lit something it's a pretty good one to listen to i'd say
2: what do you think about it lee it's an all right song i like most of it it's like a Broadway type of tune, as if it was meant for being performed on stage. I can listen to it and I wouldn't skip it if I was listening to the album. I give it approval mostly, not too shabby.
4: Yeah, this song starts off fr- I'm gonna bring it back frickin'. Friggin' friggin' awesome. So theatrical and I don't like theatrical unless it's done by Queen or Reich, You know, but this is up there with fucking Queen. I love this song fucking great and then we get to the next uh track you took the words right out of my mouth hot summer nights what'd you think about this song charles uh,
5: it's it's pretty decent you know um again i think it's all in the uh i didn't even i wasn't even aware of how you know it was a whole attempt at like doing a pink floyd ball or something like a concept so I definitely, I I want to kind of go back and listen to it again, to listen to it in the context. I've always just listened to this, and it's it just the album. I never put much thought into this, but I think obviously with what happened, um, all these songs are, to me, are very, very strong. And it's going to be hard for me to differentiate which ones are actually on, oh, you know, on this album alone, especially with what happened. I like the song, it's pretty good.
4: What did you think about it, Lee?
2: I don't mind it. I don't like it as much as the first song, but I can hang with it. It's like a song from a Broadway play or something. It's a theatrical type of song. It's not the sort of thing I listened to while growing up, but it's not bad. It's mediocre.
4: What? What? Do you think this is better than a Bon Jovi album? (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) <laughs> we're getting a lot of you're fu- gonna really I,
2: make me say what I think
4: I need to get some emotion in this show man we're all fucking dry right now what the fuck's going on with us hey, fucking wake up people
2: <laughs> I like Bon Jovi better okay
4: <laughs> you like Bon Jovi better
2: Here's, oh god
5: here, here. I'm gonna throw Lee I'm gonna throw Lee one I'll probably get tore up for this one down line you but don't put it in re- while we're recording it so whatever I don't hate New Jersey Lee there you go. You don't, don't hate, hate that jerky. album, Okay. No. Yeah, beef jerky in New Jersey. I don't hate that album, so <laughs> it's okay.
2: It's sure. all right, dude. Yeah, You that's don't have to probably, God darn it. That's probably the only album of theirs that I don't hate.
4: You don't hate yeah, these I, days I, either. <laughs>
2: I was, in, oh, shut I was up. in high school. I was in high <laughs> school when I was
5: so it's like soundtrack of your life kind of stuff, so I mean, yeah, so I don't hate that. I mean, uh, so this yeah. is the way it is. It's cool, man.
4: It's all right. Yeah, right. I, I heard. Uh, I'll I'll say this for later in the show, but let me get to my review on this song. I think this song starts off with a cool, dark poem, and it turns into a spring scene song. This is cool, man. Meat Hat's such a great voice. The song Jim writes really good songs, man. I I'm digging this. I haven't heard this in its entirety for at least ten years. You know, I, I got it on vinyl, and I haven't heard it yet on my vinyl. So um, I got get so many man. It's hard to listen to them all. And then we get to you the you can
2: find uh, it out for a dollar. <sighs> don't buy dollar. the three hundred and eighty gram thing. Go go to no, I got story it. Story. I
4: got it used. I, I got it for five dollars.
2: Oh, cool.
4: Yeah, I didn't buy the one eighty gram. Yeah. I only buy one eighty gram of like rush <laughs> or fucking oh. Dio stuff. I don't have. I don't try to rebuy oy-dee, stuff. Already but I do got all two right. Metallica Black albums because I ordered it twice. Don't don't order when drunk, kids. You buy things you already have. Um, Your
5: appetite. Your appetite. I got an
4: appetite on vinyl.
5: Right, you got to get another one. You got to get the, the, the deluxe one. <laughs> <Why? Grand laughs>
4: one. good. Fuck that shit. I got the... Yeah, you'll be right. Yeah, but I need to get cool. Use Your Illusions 1 and 2, though. <laughs> need those on There you on go. Oh, uh, man. Then we get to the next track, uh, Heaven can wait. What'd you think of this one, Lee?
2: Oh, well, I can wait before hearing this song again. I don't care for it. It's the type of ballad I figured the song would go into. It's not my bag. The people who love this album must have been Broadway fans. Not that that's bad, but they're the type of people who like the sappy Broadway stuff, not the good stuff.
4: Dude, I hate the Broadway shit, but this is... I don't know, I like this. What do you think about it, Charles?
5: I'm probably gonna be with you on that one, Mark. I like that one pretty good. It's pretty good to me,
4: yeah, again, yeah. Yeah, it's
5: all fitting into the the album yeah. and the whole theme, which that's cool. yeah I'm serious. I had no idea that, so the whole album takes on a whole new meeting to me,
4: yeah, I think we should do uh two and three like and not all together, just like oh. Oh, please. (laughs) I just want to fuck with you, Lee. I knew you were going to say that.
2: (laughs) I I was hoping that when I said, oh, please, you didn't take it as to, oh, please, hurry up and do it.
4: Dude, I know the tone of your voice. You're being totally sarcastic, man. Totally sarcastic. No, I'm
2: being really, really set.
4: (laughs) Oh, you want to do it? No. (laughs) All right, man. This is what I think about Heaven Can Wait think i need to revisit bad out of hell too this is this is like i would do anything for love i kind of like that song never heard the whole album from bad out of two bad out of hell to because that it was so overplayed on mtv and the radio that fucking meatloaf song it fucking disgusted me and i didn't want to listen to it um though so this song is really well done i love the piano it's uh meat's voice is fucking awesome man so much emotion in it Fucking I like good vocalists. I like vocalists with emotion and Meat has that man. Like how he should has he done anything like harder than what he did with Ted?
2: I don't know. I know that there's a few albums where he didn't work with Jim Steinman and he wrote a few songs, but I haven't heard them.
4: Alright, man. And then uh we get to the next track, All Revved Up and No Place to Go. What do you think about this one, Charles?
5: again i like i like man i pretty much like all these songs actually so it's interesting lee's little take on some of them because i mean i thought we'd be a 100 on board with this one but i guess mr lee threw me curveball i like this one yeah. i hope he does too it leads especially you know it's what the last track on side one you know that it leads really really well this whole album was put together great i thought
4: yeah i love this track I thought Lee was gonna like this album too, but you never know with Lee. He's fucking yeah. he's fucking his own You might like
2: this one. Well I never know with the people who's who's who, who never get out of their um small ten inch cities. <laughs> there you
4: go. Ten inch cities. Fuck.
2: You know like like you you probably go outside of your door and then right across the street is the post office, but that's the only two things in your town, your house and the post office.
4: For you guys who don't understand Lee speak, so what he just told me is that I'm in a box and I need to get out of my box and listen to different kinds of music that I think I would never listen to.
2: What I'm trying to say is you have to like it.
4: (laughs) Oh, I have to like it and not get out. I can stay in my box then.
2: Well, if that's the case, if you, you if you, you g- start liking the music then dude, your box is shiny and nice. You Otherwise, be- your box is just a beat up old thing that got, you know, um thrown out by Walgreens.
4: Dude, you should be happy, dude, because you did you did that Fairport fair point or whatever it is. It's shut up. <laughs> Convention album with him that we did and he even brought it up and gave us a plug. Thank you, Ralph. I like that cuz fucking Lee don't plug us on his podcast. So that was great of Ralph to do. But he liked it more than I did, man. you should be happy.
2: Yeah. I wanted to do another episode because the the one that I did with you irked me.
4: No. You're still pissed off about that one.
2: Yes. <laughs> but now I'm I'm kind of better about I'm now I'm not any more pissed off because it's like I got the I got something to take away the blister. You give by at least in.
4: You need to give me another Fairport Convention album, so listen, I can so, so I could get you angry again. <laughs> listen, there's there's
2: there's some stuff that they did that's actually more walking that I should give you, but I wanted to give you that one because that was the one that I like. <laughs>
4: Yeah, That's oh, fine, and I, man, I gave you an it's honest it's... opinion. I ain't Terrence, dude. I don't sit there and, and change my opinion because I want to make you happy, man. I, I fuck with you. you. You should. Yeah. I, I have my own brain.
2: Because, because in that way, then I'll act happier, and I'll say stuff like when you say, What do you think of this song, Lee? I'll write down everything that you just said, and I will repeat it as my answer. Okay okay <laughs> yeah so all
4: revved up and nowhere to go this is a cool song not my fave on here it works in the context of the album and the piano and meat rule the sax is a little out of place on this song i cut the sax off uh but i do love the saxophone when it's done right it just seems like they're put a sax to put in a sax yeah. when it's done it's done right and it when it speeds up at the end it fucking rules. Uh, fucking sax I I, just took away from the song for me
5: that's one thing about it i'm not a big fan of like saxophone mm-hmm. solos and stuff uh, if you're gonna do it bring out all the horns i always think of uh the lost boys every time I, you hear some yeah. sax so
4: cry little sister man yeah or no it was yeah. that other one the other one with that fucking big muscular guy
5: yeah the muscular cat yeah that's it's like
4: everybody I mean, knows that meme though i post that fucking like, song that would all the be time one
5: point off on the song from me actually now that you reminded me yeah but it still is all right
4: yeah I, I i all revved up in no place to go i think it kind of like i made side one fucking a little slower the sax man i i like the sax i like Hugh lewis and the dudes, i like from the lost boys i like the sax when it's done right but it seems like all of a sudden the sax came in why is there a sax where'd this come from does some guy just want to play the sax on the song (laughs) that's all. but uh let's skip this bitch over and get to two out of three i didn't
2: give you my opinion but that's okay oh no give me your opinion lee i thought you did go ahead lee
4: what's your opinion
2: well what did i say
4: you didn't say anything i guess all revved up and no place to go well, we are but the, the fucking, said. we're the sloppiest podcast of all time, so fucking own I thought shit. he
5: said that whatever you said, Mark, is good.
4: Oh, he did. <laughs>
5: right. Don't now he... you're writing everything down, Lee. All Don't right. Me... Well, well, well,
2: um, no, that's, that's for another episode when oh, he another time. makes me want to say it.
4: Just oh, the fair, p- the fair port. <laughs> fair point.
2: <laughs> things correctly.
4: Hey, I think I know how to say your name now. Krishman.
2: Uh, say first
4: man. I fucked up again. Gershman. Do
2: it, do it. Say first,
4: first. man. First man.
2: First. First.
4: First man. Gerstmann. All right. Gershman. Now
2: say Gerstman. Gerstman. No. Gerstman.
4: <laughs> dude, forget it. Forget it. Fucking Dr. No, Fuck, I said. Because Dr. Fuck brought it up syllables. again. It's just. two
2: syllables. Gerst. Man.
4: I have a lisp, I think, dude. I have a lisp <laughs> on some S's. I, Gershman. Once, Ger-
2: Gershman. Yeah, you, you, you you, you're doing a, you, you are able to say first, first, and you can say, man right? first man Gershman. Now, the G.
4: First <laughs> for, for, Forget it, forget it, man. I, I, I have a lisp on your name. I have a lisp on your name. I was practicing in the car the other day because uh, Doctor Fuck brought that up about me not saying your name right again on something. I go, fuck, I feel like an idiot. Well, let's, let's flip, what, what's your opinion well, on All Red Up and No Place to Go, Lee?
2: I was hoping that that, that would take the place of my opinion, but <laughs> anyway, it's better than the last song and parts of it I liked, but it's that Broadway sound again that won't quit and kind of annoys me, especially since this is supposed to be a heavy rock album, and it isn't. It's like a sappy album with a few heavy moments here and there, to fool people. That would be good if the sappy moments were good, but they aren't. But still, this song is
4: okay. I don't hate it. Boom. Uh, boom. Whatever. But, um, I I didn't hate it. Okay, man. Fuck. I'm gonna
2: get some alcohol so, you should you
4: so shouldn't you shouldn't mess mess with the the guy who can't who can't fucking say your last name
2: because <laughs> like
4: i'm handicapped man on that <laughs> all right let's flip this bitch over to uh two out of three ain't bad what you think of this one charles oh wait i picked this song because you both tied on one song so here's two out of three ain't bad on the freeform rock podcast
1: There's nothing left inside of you. Maybe you can cry all night, but that'll never change the way that I feel. The snow is really piling up outside. I wish you.
4: That's two out of three ain't bad. What'd you think of this one, Charles?
5: Uh this this is probably my favorite meat ballad, if there was you know a such thing. I, I I like it way more than the one that was out in like ninety three. Uh, Do Anything for Love or whatever.
4: makes a to this
5: quite often, this ballad. Um And again, it's just the nostalgia of the album, and it makes you think back to those times. I think it's a really, really, really good ballad. I enjoy it.
4: What did you think about it, Lee?
2: It's another crappy tune. This is bunk. But later the song gets better arrangement-wise, but this is the sort of junk that people would hear on AM radio and sing to. It's the reason radio hits are usually crap. I don't like it. And I can understand why people bought it. They're stupid.
4: Oh boy. Well oh. stupid is as stupid does, so I'm one of the stupid people yeah, here. Yeah,
2: so so yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Shit, man, I, I've been owned by Lee. Uh No,
2: you you've been owned by
4: a song that's bad. <laughs> uh this is one of my all time favorite ballads, man. This song rules. Meat oh, rules on it. I the acoustic guitars. Like, dude, this is like a Beach Boys fucking song, dude. The fucking melodies and harmonies on this, this fucking rules. I don't know why you don't like it, but fuck. I, Dave, now Lee, I know. You,
5: have, you gotta remember, you insulted the Beach Boys by that. Lee, oh shit, Lee, you have to remember, you're talking to a dirty hippie here. I'm still looking for the soap. So I mean, when I like hear songs like this, it's like awesome. I'm sorry that we disagree.
4: I'm sorry to disagree, too, but I like yeah. it. Lee, Lee's awesome, though, man. I,
5: this is yeah. just, we, yes, I'll take it.
2: At the yeah. time that I'm not usually a ballad guy, unless they're really good. But this song, one of the things that I was going to say, but I didn't, I forgot, but I will say, is three songs have been picked to play on this podcast and two out of three ain't bad. And the third one's bad. And that's this. <laughs> oh.
0: Boom.
4: <laughs> Fucking. Man, I needed one of those sound effects things so I can go.
2: <laughs> I'm just sorry that the poor people who are going to listen to this episode have to hear the song because you're playing it.
4: Well, you know what? I think you're in a minority on this song, Lee, but that's awesome. You know.
2: Ew. Well, then I don't want to know who the people are who are well, listening to
4: this. Well, I kind of want to know who the people are. So, if you guys are listening to this episode, go to where I posted on the Freeform Rock Podcast right. know
2: episode. On these polls, you do
4: and leave us comments on if you like Two Out of Three Ain't Bad or what your opinion is on this album. We want to hear from you guys out there. So when I post this episode, uh, get on there and leave us comments. If you agree with Lee or disagree with Lee or don't give a fuck. One of the three.
2: You'll have to tell me what they think because I'm not looking at the notes.
4: Dude, what's wrong with the polls? I'm learning people like bad music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hear opinions of people who like that. There's no way the Beatles sh- should not whole, lost the fucking Black Sabbath. There's no that way.
5: Was yeah. No way. No fucking. Beatles. Even Ozzy would have voted the Beatles. Black Sabbath.
4: Ozzy would have uh, voted for the Beatles, man. Period. It,
5: but yeah. they did. And people and then,
4: were people were saying it was fixed. I was going for the Beatles. <laughs> I wasn't wanting Black Sabbath to win. I let the vote go. I was fair. I didn't put it in any in any Beatles groups or any Black Sabbath groups to get uh to tinge the vote here. And I made sure to turn off multiple votes. So
2: I tried yeah. to be fair uh, with you. Oh go on. Sorry. Oh well I, I've sometimes made polls on groups and I would pick something that I thought was great and then I would pick some that I thought was total yuck and most of the time everybody picked the yuck no matter what it was and so I I did it hoping that at least once someone would pick the good thing and there were a few people who picked you know the good stuff and some of those people are on my friend list now, but there's a hundreds of people who who are like twelve years old who 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 act like they're forty, and and they're on these websites and they're on Facebook and they they're twelve, but 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 they act like they're forty, and 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 they're the ones who are doing all this voting.
4: Yeah, man, I, I've noticed. Dude, I, I thought the Ramones would have got beat by fucking uh, Misfits. I thought the Ramones would have got beat by Suicidal Tendencies. Dude, I like the Ramones, but those other G bands are way better. <laughs> i just like, damn. Oh, yes, but you also I, say,
5: I you also say, sir, the Sex Pistols are a boy band. And that <laughs> might be true. But, never mm-hmm. mind the Bullocks. These are one of the greatest albums ever recorded. i never seen In Sync. Backstreet Boys. Anybody do that?
4: Yeah, well, That's like, well, if they would have done I that, know, that would have been better. <laughs> I'm not. I, I I'm no not. am not a hater on I the Sex Pistols
2: the production job on it. Um, they 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 made it sound like less like totally bright and dynamic than it should have. I think that they purposefully made it sound like you have your hands over your ears when you listen to it because I heard. Um, I, I saw YouTube videos where the producer, Chris Thomas, played the actual mix mixes from the studio board, and they are clear as a bell, like you're listening to them live. But when you're listening to it on the album, it sounds like it was from a third generation cassette tape. And that's the one problem that I have about it, is that they acted like they didn't want to make the group shine. They wanted to make it sound like... like someone had their hand over the microphone. So my my complaint isn't with the songs. My complaint is with the production job and how they should have gotten a better production job. That's it. Man,
5: there's Mark.
4: Yeah, man. Well, I called him a boy band because I think it's funny and it pisses people off, so there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dude,
2: well, if you guys know me
4: on Facebook, I'm, I'm there to... I'm there to entertain, man. That's my personality, though. If you see me in person, I'll be making stupid dad jokes all day and fucking with you about your favorite bands. That's just me.
2: When you see <laughs> me in person, I'm going to walk around town with you, and I'm going to have my hand over your mouth, and I'm going to be holding on to you, and I'll say, this is my buddy, and you'll go,
4: boom, 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 But But I just oh, I I like to get real awesome. opinions, so I put things up to see what you guys really think. You know, I also
5: You also have Hagar forever, so and you take that well. Dude. I'll give you that one.
4: Yeah, fucking Sammy Hagar rules. He's not better than Dave. And every time I say he's not better than Dave, I get called at it by the great Dr. Fuck said, We know Mark. (laughs) You know you (laughs) like both. So I try not to say that anymore. But there's other people in those comments that don't know that I know that they know. know? (laughs) So, So whatever.
2: You're actually smarter than you like people to think.
4: I'm dumb as fuck, dude, come on. Don't what don't, is good don't for
2: the is good for the gander.
4: Don't call me out, man. I, I I like it because dude, the more hate we get, the more listens listens we get because like and people say they don't like the podcast. We got Charles because Rock and Metal Combat podcast was talking shit about me. <laughs> so, it works, man. <laughs> Keep it up.
2: Well, I don't like people to talk shit about me. So I just say whatever the fuck I want, and then they act like you know I'm being a bitch, and then I call them out on it, and then they get scared of me because they don't know what I'll do. So I like to put people in a corner.
4: Dang. It's just it's just cool because on uh, they did that rock and metal combat podcast Christmas video with the Van Halen three that was funny as fuck. I, I gotta admit I do like that album, so I, I'm an I'm an idiot like they're calling <laughs> me. I'm stupid as fuck. Uh, but I like Gary Sharon. They don't like Gary Sharon, so that kinda makes sense. I I like extreme. I like like him. Uh, I love Gary Sharon. Um, but they don't like him, so that makes sense. But they but in the beginning of the video, Ralph goes, There's this new thing that the Freeform Rock Podcast is doing, video YouTube and something like that, and he goes, "I, I and I watched all the went down the rabbit hole and watched all their Freeform videos and I don't know why. It's 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 (laughs) and he was like bagging on us and shit but i know when he does that it pushes people to our page so thank you dr fuck keep bagging on us we love you (laughs) so come watch it it's an experience (laughs) on youtube all right let's get to the next song which is paradise by the dashboard light which you charles and lee both tug a word for the song so you both own it so here's your song on the freeform rock podcast
1: Happy for the rest of my life Will you take me away, will you make me away Let me sleep on it. Well, let me sleep on it. I'll give you an answer in the morning. Well, let me sleep on it, baby, baby. Let me sleep on it. let me sleep on it. I'll give you an answer in am morning. Well, let me sleep on it, baby, baby. Let me sleep on it. Well, let me sleep on it. I'll give you an answer in the morning.
4: That was Paradise by the Dashboard. I'm going to let Lee go first on this one because he doesn't like this album. This is a song he likes. Go ahead.
2: This is a classic song and I love it. It's really cool. It's the best song on the album. And if people bought it only because of this song, I'd understand it. It makes the rest of the song seem trite and trivial.
4: And this isn't the, the epic song on the album. The first song was the epic one, but this one feels more epic. What do you think about it, Charles?
5: um first recollection of this song ever was uh we had hbo like early on you you guys did you watch hbo in like the early 80s uh yeah later like 83 84 i had it like 81 and back then even they would play music videos like sometimes between movies to fill time and That's the first time I ever seen this video, actually, because we didn't have MTV in my town. Uh, so it's more like recollections of that, actually. The song is awesome. It's the greatest song ever. I mean, nobody can deny that. And, uh, the chick was really hot, I thought. I was like six, seven, I don't know. I even then thought, wow, she's really hot. The singing is phenomenal. I know for a fact, if I was around more people my age, I remember girls on the bus playing that on like a cassette and singing the girl parts and then like trying to coax the guys into singing the guys parts, but we hey. were too cool for that, but it also kind of <laughs> reminds me of like, it's that musical style and it reminds me of a, like, this would be awesome probably on stage, like really, and that'd be cool, I love this song.
4: Yeah, yeah i remember hearing this song for the first time on mtv it looked amazing with the band and man ellen eileen foley fucking rules her voice is awesome Meeting and her singing together those harmonies is just amazing the way they're acting out the fucking song on stage killer i would have loved to have seen this show like this album has done its entirety yeah but we'll never get to see it now and this is just an epic song and everyone should watch this and hear it go check out the video on youtube it it rules
2: yeah and the lady on the video is carla devito the the the, the actual singer is ellen foley she was on the show night court she's blonde Oh. and 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 so um she couldn't make it for the video so they used Elle, no they used Carla DeVito to mime it. But Carla DeVito does have her own music. And we should review a Carlo a Carla DeVito album. Um there's 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 one that I used to have that was pretty cool, but I don't know whether it's on streaming. But if I can try to find it, I'd like us to do it. It's called like like some call like "Hot in a Cold World" or something like that.
4: Okay, man, that sounds it's cool. An
2: interesting album.
4: And then we get. And to nobody
2: th- listens to Carla Davita. I never because heard of her. They only know of her, her stuff from being the person who's miming Ellen Foley's voice on Paradise by the Dashboard Like, They don't realize she's a singer in her own right.
4: Nice. I'm good. Well, she's, I'm looking. For, I'm looking. At, I'm looking forward to uh hearing that album, Lee. I hope it's good.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that it's on um on, on 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 some sort of form that we can both listen to because I used to have it on on album.
4: Cool. Did you ever hear of her Charles?
2: No, I just thought she was hot. <laughs> well then that's that's all you need to know if she, Yeah. She had her shirt I... tucked in too, Lee. Yeah, she did. <laughs>
4: So I I see where the love love's coming for her. But let's get to the I guess mercifully for Lee, let's get to the end of this album. For crying out loud. What'd you think about this one, Charles?
5: I think because of the power of the previous song, I just it's it's okay. But I think it it's passable, but I just think I always man, that that song before it almost was almost hard to follow up the song at all i think it's good but i think that previous one just makes it kind of like whatever but with the new context with the man passing away you know it you know definitely yeah, i'd say listen to it to complete it it's what you have to do
4: i think they should have ended it with paradise by the dashboard light and put the song right before it and that would have been like damn <laughs> this album fucking, i need more and then fucking yeah maybe his 80s albums would have did better But, uh, he's huge in Europe, though. What do you think about this song, Lee?
2: I didn't like at all the first part, and I thought the song was Dross. But then the second part with the orchestra came in, and I thought it was really cool. And then the third part came in, but it wasn't as bad as the first part. I'm not going so far as to say that I would run to put this on a playlist anytime soon. But I can't say I truly hate it. Because parts of it I liked. So some of it I thought was a good song. And some of it I thought belonged in the trash can.
4: What would you think about it, Charles? I, I already did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I yeah dude. I, I'm already freaking high. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Fucking whiskey. What is it?
2: But one thing that I want to say first is sometimes... I didn't do it this time, but sometimes Charles or Mark, in the future, if if you want to take this as advice, if you're going to listen to an album for a review, sometimes what I do is I'll listen to the last track first, and so if that's the worst track on the album, I can listen to it without having any context for the rest of the songs, and then I'll go backwards. So then with the next song, like the la- the next to last song, I might be able to, it, it, it makes it so that you can hear the songs without context of the others.
4: Nice. That sounds cool. I'll try that one day. And then this is yeah. an epic closer. Closer. I like the frickin' piano and what range Meat had. What a loss, man. He was also great in movies, man. Remember Fight Club where he is? I am Robert Paulson. Like in Rocky Horror Picture Show, Wayne's World, mm-hmm. telling Wayne and Garth who's playing Crucial Taunt, something else. Like and he's the fucking uh, bodyguard there, the door guard there. Fucking cool guy, man. Uh, he, he he was originally called Marvin Lea Day or Michael Lea Day, uh, known as Meatloaf. Thank you for the music, man. You were one of a kind. I just want to put that out there. And you guys have any condolences for his family if they listen. I have no idea if they will.
2: <laughs> well, I um will say that he was born on my birthday so he definitely was cool. You know, um his very first or one of his first albums was with a lady named Stony and the album was called Stony and Meatloaf. And that's a kind of a interesting looking cover cuz they're looking like they're 2 18th century Victorian pictures like he's sitting on a chair and she's in some kind of like old style dress and it's a pink cover and it's it's a noun that nobody even listens to now I think I'm going to later listen to it but it's supposed to have been kind of soul music like like R&B and soul but that that was the first album that he did and that was before he worked with Jim Steinman. And it was on the, um, record company, rare earth, which, um, the, the group rare earth, I don't think they owned it, but the company was a part of Motown. And so he was working in that kind of context. And then, so he's, he's a really cool singer and um i'm sorry to see that that he passed
4: yeah um hey charles i forgot to say that when meatloaf was in wayne's world he's telling him the name of the bands one of the name of the bands i just remembered was the shitty beatles no (laughs) crucial taunt shitty beatles (laughs) i forgot what the other one was but but what do you think about meat and his passing it was
5: you know really bad news obviously and uh you know his legacy should live on i mean like i said bad out of hell is probably an album that some people can like it and some can take it or whatever but like i said paradise by the bash uh, dashboard light i mean that's just awesome regardless of who wrote, who sang, what, you know, he sang it, but I mean the girl and all that stuff. It's just one of those timeless songs and uh, it really makes that whole album. is phenomenal. And of course, you know, it 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 hurts when you're starting to lose some of your musical heroes.
4: Yeah, we've been losing yeah. a lot of musical heroes in the last three yes, years. Sir. Like, and Tom Petty is the first one that really affected me. And then EVH, it's like, fuck, man. Just catching my breath from Tom Petty, even though that was years before Eddie. But, fuck, I'm still grieving Tom. (laughs) I fucking love that guy. That guy was part of my childhood big time. Um,
2: I was... um, The one that probably affected me the most, even though he's not always rock, even though he did some rock, was Chick Corea. In fact, right before he died, like maybe a few weeks before he died, he was doing... YouTube live videos of his doing his piano stuff and and so it that that was a real big blow because he he seemed to be doing fine he was an older guy but still doing fantastic piano work and and then when when he just suddenly died I thought oh what what's going on here you know
4: and fucking and then like before Eddie, it was Neil Peart. You know, part of my childhood again. Fucking Van Halen, fucking Rush, fucking Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's like the fucking holy triumphant of concerts I was watching in the eighties. It's like shit. Well, nineties, yeah. the eighties with Sammy. You know, you hate Sammy. I, never, I saw him with David Lee Roth on a reunion tour, so you, could, I at least I didn't see him with Michael though. But fuck, I. Lo- Love Eddie Van Halen. It's the first guitar player that I ever liked. And then George Lynch. Fucking Dockin' Rules. Uh, Fucking. uh, And then Tom Petty, man. I've seen him the most out of any of those. live, Live concerts, man. From Let Me Up, I Had Enough Tour. Fucking, he rules. Fucking rules, man. What about you, Charles? What's the biggest losses for you? And Lemmy. You can't forget about Lemmy either, man. Fuck.
5: Believe it or not uh i barely remember it but because of the fact that i love them so it's not that relevant time wise but john lennon's was i really still can't think about it all the time too often so yeah and that one was a while ago i understand uh when george passed he yeah. and Tom Petty, of course, Lemmy, everybody, man. It just seems like it's happening a little bit too much
4: for
5: that's, my liking. That's and, what yeah. happens
4: when you grow up with people who are younger, older than you, and then they get old and die. It's like fuck. We feel like damn. They, they were. We're just watching him in the eighties. How the fuck do they get so old so fast? black we're old. <laughs> it's like damn. Yeah. I remember seeing Doc opening for freaking on the Beast from the, uh, back for the Attack tour with Aerosmith on the Permanent Vacation tour. I remember like it's yesterday, but that happened fucking, fucking thirty years ago. It's like damn. I still remember yeah. the shirt I got from Doc, and I didn't get an Aerosmith shirt, but Doc and blue, sh- uh, blue chunks because uh, George and Dom are fucking fighting on the stage, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> But Aerosmith huh. kicked ass, man. I remember seeing back back in the Saddle Live and uh, the fucking Steven Tyler riding that fucking microphone. Fucking ruled. <laughs> <I> still... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But all these losses, man. It, it just sucks, man. I'm just wondering. We lost Louie Anderson yesterday also. Bob Saget. It's like... I, didn't,
2: I didn't know about Louie Anderson. I knew about Bob Saget.
4: Yeah, Louie Anderson passed yesterday,
0: too
2: damn
4: it's like damn he had cancer but um he was funny as hell that fucking coming to america oh my god (laughs) his stand up Uh on fucking late night talk shows fucking that guy ruled and it's it's sad because a 24 year old four year old at work i go louie anderson just passed he goes who Louis anderson Oh, i don't know him you never saw life with louie his cartoon you never saw coming to america he didn't know who he was I was like, Dan, that's sad." In
2: fact, um, I I didn't realize that yeah. Carl Reiner died.
4: Oh, he died a couple because, of years
2: ago. Yeah, but I, I didn't know it. Mel Brooks is still alive.
4: Oh, Mel Brooks is still alive, and they're doing a history well, of the world alive. part part one on and, 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 series. And
2: um, they're, they're they're you know like like and Charlotte Ray I, I I she she died and 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 I didn't know it because she was. Last time that I knew she was alive, but then then, um, someone mentioned she died. So then I looked and, you know what I mean?
4: The only living member of fucking Different Strokes is Todd Bridges. They're all dead. Except Todd. Oh, wow. He's the survivor of that show, dude. Everybody's dead on that show. Yeah. Dana Plato, Gary Coleman, Comrade Bain, Charlotte Ray. Uh-huh. But Todd Bridges survived.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Oh, my God. That's just... Todd
2: Bridges um, was was kind of into some weird stuff, but, but he kind of learned, and, and he's now doing good. Dana Plato was was also into a lot of shit, uh, but, but, but but she died because of it. One of my because wife's
4: was... one of my wife's friend used to live in Dana Dana Plato's uh, apartment in um, building in Hollywood. Oh wow! And she would throw rocks at the window because she'd always forget her key to get into the and they'd had to let her in she was always wasted and drunk they are drugged out it's like that's sad wow yeah
2: that's i used to
4: have a crush on dana Plato.
2: she was hot she was really cool
4: yeah man so let's get into our tracks of the week man we digress uh we get into frampton's camel that's a band by frampton Cam frampton's camel uh lines on my face which i didn't listen to lee i'm sorry man I I had a redo. We already already had notes for the other album we're going to do today, so I had a we had a three sixty to it's this. It's
2: okay, but it's the studio version of the song.
4: Okay, and then we got Liam Gallagher, which was Charles's pick, "Wall of Glass." Yeah, and then mm. I picked in honor of the great, great fucking meatloaf, Ted Nugent, writing on the wall.
2: Why well, not?
4: Because I want to show people that fucking meat can rock. <laughs> I almost pick yeah. pick the song he did at uh fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. I said no, nah, I'm gonna pick a rocking track. We they've already heard the fucking theatrical shit. Let's hear the let them hear some rock from me. And then Lee, we picked you, and then your track of the week is Mushroom Gravy, and I haven't listened to that either. So <laughs> I'll get okay, back to well, you on that you one. You don't necessarily need to. Oh, is it that bad? No, I'm joking. Oh. Your songs are usually good. I just oh. I just miss your vocals, man. You need to start giving me some vocal tracks
2: oh I'll, 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 I'll give
4: you one of my kiss parodies where all I do is vocals oh God uh, the lip rap. all right
2: those
4: all right Charles you got any... uh let's see I'm gonna steal from the plug right now you got any final thoughts Charles
5: <laughs> well I really do hope Lee listens to my track of the week for sure because I made a promise to him no no oasis. <laughs> That's not Oasis. Okay? All right, and he's got a new yeah,
0: single coming lot,
5: out. But New single. Wait a minute. New single coming out February fourth, I believe, something like that. Something in that time frame. <laughs> so whatever. Be on the lookout. Rock is still alive. And it lives on through the Gallagher's.
4: Yeah, and, what uh, a best uh, I think Dirty Honey's the best rock band out right now. Uh, yeah, but both
2: the Liam Gallagher and the Dirty Honey sound. No, about but that. I, I did.
4: Good. I, I did see Liam open up for the Who, and he's really good. He played some Oasis tracks, freaking really good. But uh, Lee, oh. you have any uh, final thoughts? Because I'm stealing this from you, Nate Bushy, from the plug uh, yeah. from hey, Metal yeah, Mike. I, That's the I, way I, I get on. the. Pl- That's why I get a plug. I get a plug for the plug by. Stealing from Ever. the plug, so they know it's from the plug. All right, go ahead.
2: All I'm doing is uh, bright, brighten up your your taste, people. And I'm talking about you, Mark, and even you, Charles. I mean, your 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 Charles is starting to slack a little bit. He's starting to become a little bit more like Mark. Stop it, and Mark, you <laughs> have to kind of start. You have to start something. You 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 you're like a constipation. You haven't started yet.
4: <laughs> hey man, I love hey, you too, Lee.
2: I'll work on it.
4: <laughs> Thank you. All man, right, man. Let's get the fuck out Mark, of here. Get, Le-
2: wait. Um. Oh. Mark working it all day, and he'll need olive oil. Oh my god. Oh,
4: okay. Where's Brutus at, man? Um. Yeah. Uh, it's Lee the Sailor Man. It's Lee the Sailor Man. He lives in a grumpy house and he likes to yeah. fuss and muss about people's musical tastes. It's Lee the Grumpy yeah, Sailor I Man. Whoop, whoop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I look like my me- I'm I'm like Oscar the Oscar the Grouch except I have musical um, notes pasted all over my body and I say don't fucking take these away from me now. Let me go in my trash can,
4: dude. You're Oscar the Grouch, mixed with Disney's Grumpy, and fucking, the fucking Attitude of Popeye.
2: Hey. <laughs> no wonder nobody listens to me. They don't want to hear a, a grumpy old trash man throw a <laughs> trash lid on them and say, that's for your fucking hysteria album.
4: Ha, ah, We still haven't reviewed that one yet. I'm saving yeah,
2: that.
4: <laughs> oh, shots fired. All right, man, let's get the... Fu- well, well my, my my final thoughts is uh, if I can buy physical media, support your artists, buy the shirts, buy the merch, go to the shows, don't be a bitch. And Lee, say goodbye. Goodbye.